Cincinnati. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that takes off its top, slathers its torso in baby oil, beats its chest and shouts, I am Spartacus, from the top of a very big hill. Yes, we're feeling a bit chest-beaty tonight, not just because the Bengals chalked up their first pre-season win last week, but we have an extra special guest tonight whose identity we'll reveal a bit later. And no, it's not Betsy. Sorry to disappoint everyone. (laughs) We also have the win against Chicago to process, and we have our very first competition. So we do have a packed and very exciting show coming up. But first things first... My name's Paul Hirons, and joining me in the sewing room once again is the Torval to my Dean, the Red Hot to my Chili Peppers, the Sojourn to my Shelton, the Prince to my Albert, and the Muller to my Fruit Corner. It's Nathan Palmer, everybody. Thank you very much, Paul. I'm sure. I definitely like the Fruit Corner one this week, but... I am going to call you. I reckon you've done the Torville and Dean one before. You reckon? Yeah, I I may be wrong, but oh, it sounded, definitely, definitely. I don't want you haven't. like losing your touch at episode sixteen. You know, no, I was no, hoping no. you'd They're, always I've have got, fresh I've ideas. I've got an inexhaustible supply after <laughs> being inspired when we met up with the rest of the guys for our Bengals meetup, and that, I mean it could have turned into a bit of disaster because the day before we were informed. I mean, we were planning to have a barbecue in the park, the picnic in the park. And we were informed the day before, because the summer's been so hot over here, the grass in all the parks are completely dry. And we were informed the day before that we weren't allowed to have a barbecue. Oh, really? So it was like, right, just bring picnic food. And then for the first time in about two months, it absolutely slammed it down with weather. So we didn't have a picnic Anyway, God is not a Bengals fan, is he? Well, it has been said many times before, but I think on that particular weekend. But (laughs) we were in the pub, as uh, it's always a good backup plan, the pub. And uh, some of the guys were coming up with some of those little phrases. So I've got that's inspired me. Uh, That's yeah, you did because you're about three hours late. If you remember, Nathan. You've got to keep them keen. You can't turn up too early to these things. <laughs> okay, so we do have a lot to talk about. We're pre-season is well and truly underway. But uh, one thing we must talk about real quick is the Bengals cutting Brandon LaFell. And we talked yeah. about that with Paul Dana Jr. He in our last it, didn't he? In, in episode 15 and said, you know, they probably won't do it, but that's the move that they should make, really. And they did. What's happening? Bold move, isn't it? And I mean, I think I'm a little bit surprised um, how... Because it's a cutthroat move for the Bengals and it came quite early. You know, I thought they might say, you know, play a game or two, see what the guys have got in real like match yeah. situations. But they've obviously felt that they've got enough in depth with people like Alden Tate stepping up and Josh Malone. And they've thought, you know what, like, you know, LaFell's a veteran. We can save a bit of money here. And, you know, ultimately he's chewing up other people's snaps. Because on that depth chart, he realistically was the number two guy yeah you know maybe number three if you put Ross there but you know they just thought you know he's not got any more left in the tank let's give these young guys a chance it's bold from the Bengals I hope it pays off yeah I mean they're investing in youth aren't they they're really going for it and that's exciting yeah because you look at training camp and you know all the talk has been about John Ross all the videos that you see on social media is is John Ross burning Drake Kirkpatrick (laughs) you know kind of Burning everyone he's up against. He and looks he looks, rapid, he he looks a million dollars, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, it is training camp yeah. and he's had some drops. And, yeah. But, and then you've got Tyler Boyd having a good camp. You've got... It's deep. Josh Malone having yeah, a good yeah. camp. Uh, and you've got Auden Tate. We'll come to him a bit later. But, it, I mean, from the videos and the reports that you've seen out of training camp, is it, I mean, our old chum, dear old chum, James Rapine, uh, mm. who, who's appeared on this um, podcast before, is normally the doom monger among Bengals fans. But even he is completely buying into into this new young Bengals offence. I mean, is he a little bit premature, do you think? Um, I, th- I think it's definitely exciting. And I mean, when you're talking about a guy that's ran the fastest 40 combine time in history, 
Um, you've got Tyler Eifert back from injury, and you've got a lot of young guys that you've got like a seventh round pick sensation in Alden Tay and stuff like that. There is a tendency to get excited, which is exciting in itself. Yes. But I just think you've got to wait and see what happens. There was talk in the past with wide receivers, especially, that they do tend to get a bit of hype. There was, um, what's his name? There was um, Armand Bins back in the day. People were very, well, people were excited about him and he started out the season, I think, at the number two slot and that obviously didn't last. And then there was, who's the guy, this is a good bit of Bengals trivia, the guy that we cut that everyone was really excited about, it's like a fifth round pick and then he went to the Bucks and he's quite good for them. And then it kind of fizzled out. I can't, I can't remember. remember his name, but he was, again, another person that I remember on all the Bengals forums back in the day that people were really gushing about, saying he was going to be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we've just got to wait and see. I mean, John Ross looked good in that first game. He definitely looked like he's got a bit flashy and he's keen. He's looked good in camp. But ultimately, that play where he slips down, pick six the other way, mm. he's got to, you know, he's got to tidy it up. He's, and he knows that, yeah. but it, we've, he's got to do it and he's got to do it with full pads against the first team defence week in, week out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's, it, I mean, I think every team is probably, uh, by the Browns perhaps, um, <laughs> looking at hard knocks. Um, you know, the, every team and all their fan bases are super optimistic. And they're like, oh, did I you know. see that video on, know, on, yeah, on yeah, from yeah. training camp? That guy <laughs> burned that guy. And oh my God, yeah, we're going to yeah. win this year. Um, and it's the beauty of the NFL, wasn't it? Hope. A, hope is a, a dangerous thing, Nathan. Because anyone, that's the thing. Even like who are the, probably the least favourite of the bookies? Probably the Browns. And they're well, sat we'll come there. Come to with, that later as well. But, but, but they've uh, got, you know, they've got Jarvis Landry sitting there. They've got, you know, obviously Baker Mayfield, first overall pick. They've got some players. They've got, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but what I'm saying is that every year in the NFL, and that's the beauty of it, yeah. you can sit here in August and say, do you know what? We could have a chance. If the pieces fell into place, we could have a chance, which is so exciting. I mean, this is why this time of year is an exciting time of year, isn't it? Because, as you say, we're seeing the best of the players in the most favourable circumstances. We've not really seen them. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's much. more or less healthy. Although I did read a report that 15 players have gone down with ACL tears this pre-season. Oh, what? Is that definitely across the league, is it? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's yeah. insane, isn't it? Does that include training camp or just pre-season? Well, no, that's training camp and okay. pre-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, but it's still a pretty insane yeah. statistic, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but so let's get to the Chicago game then. We, I put it out to the Bengals UK Massive on Twitter um, and our social media platforms, um, <laughs> our channels, as they like to our say. Our marketing channels. Um, and here's what some of the guys said. Michael Fix... Uh, I said his name wrong because I'm about to read his, his twi Twitter handle. Michael Fisher at Cosmic Sausage 77. <laughs> and I tell you what, that's not a solid handle. That's that. a quality that's... handle, that is. No. Cosmic, it's, who doesn't like a bit of Cosmic Sausage? <laughs> Was it Cosmic Sausage? Cosmic Sausage 77. Certainly the most unique handle we've had, I reckon. Yes, I think so. Cosmic Sausage. Now, old uh, Mr. Cosmic Sausage. Well, uh, wait, he's got, if you've got a handle like Cosmic Sausage. Yeah. It's got to be a good question. He's got to back it up. Um, well, well no, it's not really a question. It's more like takes from the game. Okay, fair We're going to come to the questions he's later He's a taker, on. is he? He's a... He's, <laughs> because, no, I'm not even going to go there. Um, the, <laughs> got to keep this above ball. Got to keep it clean, guess. especially with the kind of yeah, the calibre yeah. of guests that we We nearly went today. there. <laughs> we nearly went down that route, down that hole. Um, <laughs> is that back to the old podcast? Um O-line, yeah, exactly. I thought we'd grown up a bit after that. Um, O-line looked better, highlighting that Dalton looks a completely different QB with time. Mixon, Ross looking sharp. Driscoll looking better, backup option than Barkley. Certainly a promising start. Uh, Dave Moundfield at Zombie Moundfield. <laughs> pick six. Tough marks tonight. Pick six wasn't good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fine. It's uh, true though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought you know you can't on initial viewing. I thought you can't really blame Ross for that, but you kind of can. Really. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, Dalton had the but he was right there. If on the that money, game right? was against the Colts and it meant something, you'd be fuming about the geezer. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, VB at Von Blade. Hello, Vonnie. If Barkley is required, we're in a lot of trouble. Otherwise, everyone who look, who should look good did, even the O-line. Mixon and Geo will make a deadly pairing. Ross opposite Green should frighten every DC in the land. Von Blade is a solid handle. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's, he's funny. 
Uh, at Flix King, we must find a way to stop tight ends. It remains a constant problem for the past few seasons. I think that's a good point. I mean, me and you were talking about this. Um, Paul and I met up for a, a, a beautiful coffee and a bit of cake in Hampstead the other day, which is a bit of a disgusting <sighs> thing to admit on camera. But um, On camera? <laughs> you got some sort of web, side webcam thing. It's not Radio 1, for God's sake. <laughs> we should broadcast live. We really moment. shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but we were talking about that, and about we the had line. a very civilized. It was very civilized. coffee in Hampstead. The green most... tea you pulled out. I, some? Had, I had a green tea. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about that for? Um, we talk about we were talking about the linebackers and how we yes. think that could be a particularly weak spot, and that kind of goes to this point about tight ends running Hadlock over the middle because you know perfect out for four games. You got Vinnie Ray who just sprained his ankle, who to be honest with you at best is potentially below average. You got Preston Brown. Oh, who, well, I think he's an, he's a decent, solid oh, player. I think now he's he's age as well. He, yeah, no, no, I, yeah, yeah. You know, especially with a bum ankle, and then you have got Preston Brown, who, yep, solid addition. Preston Brown. Preston Brown. You got, but we've got to hope he performs well. And then other than that, you're relying on in, inexperience. You have got Jordan Evans. You have got Nick Vigil. Yeah. You know, they both need green. to step up. Big they time. do, and that that worries me a bit, especially to this point when you've got you know tight ends coming across the middle. It's a bit like. Ooh, well, I, it's this has been a problem with the Bengals, not just as Flix King said for the past few years. This has been a problem for the past decade or yeah, so. Oh no, that's the that's the real. It seems that we we load up on defense, really good defensive linemen, mm. and then we load up on the secondary. Mm. But then we've got a soft center and. Anybody, it doesn't have to be tight ends. Frankly, it could be a running back, or it could be coming a, out of backfield, somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere in the slot. You know, in those seams and just crossing routes, they kill us every yeah. single time. So I don't know. I mean, you're right. I think Flickskin is right. We have to get that sorted somehow. Yeah, we can't have a situation where Vance McDonald's tearing us up across the middle, going for like 120 yards and a couple of scores. You know, oh, what I mean? please no, that would be terrible wouldn't it um right uh, the ugly game at ugly game hello martin always pessimistic i thought we looked improved but against a weak team not as excited about driscoll as many being able to scramble and throw on the move only excites me if you can throw well from the pocket but I do think our secondary is going to be great to watch. I think the driscoll point's quite good people like to get excited about quarterbacks and young quarterbacks and i think he was playing. I thought he looked all right. Yeah, I thought I he looked I all right. I Nothing did. special. He's also playing against the third team yes. defense. So I wouldn't read too much into it. I, I think Barkley was really poor. He made one or two good throws, but I thought he was quite poor. And to me, I think we have one of the, I've got to say, I think we've got one of the worst backup quarterback situations in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's got experience as Matt Barkley, but a few NFL starts under his wing. But Driscoll has done it in the past pre-season hasn't he he's he looks as though he's one of those guys that makes things happen yeah i mean the Bengals but, did give up say, didn't they give like they got him off the waiver wire didn't they so they gave up their spot on the waiver wire to go and get him off the 49ers so they obviously valued him to some extent but i just lack of experience and he hasn't looked amazing no and as you say he's he's always been in the game when it's third teams out there that's what i mean yes yeah, it's, it's very difficult to grade very him. difficult to quantify but you know he did look better i mean he drove the the team down in like we haven't seen the team go downfield in a minute or so for a long yeah, time true and he did that and uh, my man Auden Tate pulled it out of the bag to be honest like we'll get on to Auden Tate in a sec if it was me i would have driscoll and matt barkley really fighting for that job yeah and i'd split time between them and say look like beat him out because I don't think by any means it's a given that Barkley gets that backup job. And I, I would not rule out in any way that he's definitely on the team. Like, do you know what I mean? He's 100% certain well, he'll be on the team come opening day. There's still three, still a month to go, isn't there, until the start of the season. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Jess Connolly at Jess Ellis Connolly. Excited about Tate, the offensive line, and my visit to London next week. Yes, Jess and her partner, Jeremy, you will probably recognise them. In pictures of the bomb squad, the legendary Bengals, uh, what do you call them, sort of tailgate group. Um, and they're great super guys. Super fans. Super fans. Uh, they're over in London this week. So I think we're going to go and meet them for a, a drink yeah, uh, awesome. later on this week. Um, yes. Uh, about Alden Tate. Yeah. Okay, let's let's have the Tate conversation Paul, now. Paul, tell us about Alden Tate. Well, I think he's going to make the roster. 
Oh yeah, I think I think I think sure. Cody Core's not going to make the roster. Yeah, I agree with that. I I like Josh Malone. He looks he looks you know sort of quite similar physically to AJ Green actually, maybe a bit bulkier. Mm. Um, I like Alex Eriksson. He is another player that makes things happen. But you know I, you know who he's not going to get lots of looks, is he? He's not a sexy player really. I mean he does have the odd decent return. He's like just about good enough to keep his spot, I think, Ericsson. Mm. He's not he's never gonna be like a real perennial player, but he's he just does enough, doesn't he? You know And you're looking at Tyler Boyd and John Ross to really step up. Yeah. That that's but, the key, isn't it? But Auden Tate's an interesting one. He's obviously a massive unit. <laughs> He's, a wardrobe. He is a wardrobe going down. He's an IKEA wardrobe. Like a massive one. Um, one of those ones that takes you about three <laughs> days to put together, and you look at the instructions, and you just you just swear at it. Immediately. And you end up having to get a builder to come in and assemble it for you. Yeah, and it's about nine foot tall, and it falls down after like the first couple of days. Well, that's how Alden Tate don't fall. No, down exactly. Like. But he looked. <laughs> He he looks as though he's got that kind of intangible, instinctive feel for the game where he knows where the ball is. He knows how to, obviously, his size. He, he can go up and get it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. I think we discussed a little bit by, with Paul Dana Jr. The, the last time. I wouldn't be surprised if they use him situationally. Mm. Not one of those kind of guys to get you out of a hole, you know, f- you know first and... First and fifteen from your own ten yard line or whatever. Um, <laughs> just toss it up to Alden Tate. But I mean, Dalton does do that to AJ Green, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. but what he can be used as is like kind of, you know, at the end of the halves, at the end of the game when you need a play. Yeah. Toss uh, it down. Toss field. it up. Get him in the end zone, and he'll go up and. Do you know what I play? think they'll use him for? And the Bengals, for some reason, always seem to run this play far more than other teams. Is they'll get down by the goal line, and I personally hate the play, and it rarely ever works. It fades. Well, it kind of works to AJ, but that's well, about it. I don't know. I, I just I ne- they tried it a few times in that preseason game. They tried one to Alden Tate actually, yeah, yeah, and it didn't get connect. But like. I think they will use him in situations like that. They'll get him yeah. on the outside, one on one. Hopefully, try and get him up against a under six foot cornerback and just run that fade, toss it up, and off yeah. he goes. I mean, there is talk of uh, the Bengals if Eifert, you know, kind of breaks down. Could they use him almost like a tight end? See, I've never, I've not situations. heard that before, but I did think that the other day. Did you? Yeah, I was sure I was having a shower. I was thinking to myself, I'm "Glad you said shower then." For a, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was having a shower. I was thinking to myself, "Why?" Because he's massive, the geezer, and obviously, like you know, that's what that's. Is what, that what you're thinking when you're lathering yourself? Oh, Auden Tate is a massive unit. Look at the beef oh, on him. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, though, if you just... I mean, I know you obviously have to be able to block us, and that's his problem, I would have thought. What's your shower gel of choice? Uh, Nivea. For the day Nivea. That, what, that's... Lynx Africa. No, oh, you're no. A Link... that, you're that's Nivea. Nivea. What do you have? Hey? What do you have? Uh, L'Oreal... Oh, no. I can't remember what it's called. Old, old person shower gel for old person skin. My old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Old Spice. That's actually quite trendy in America. No, isn't I know. They've got yeah, loads of got different flavours and stuff. But yeah, yeah. over here, it's still synonymous with like some dodgy uncle that used to have. <laughs> but that's what you, well, that shirt you've got on tonight is a dodgy uncle shirt. It's like a really like dodgy black and white Hawaiian shirt. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> Says the man wearing a peach. Peach. Anyway, whatever. Um... <laughs> Let's get back to these hot takes from the Chicago game. Bianco Verde. Uh, oh, that's at, a solid handle. Well, that's not his, that's his name. Oh, Wait for the handle. Uh, at the Cadmeister. Disappointing there, isn't it? Yeah, it's a um, that was a 7 out of 10. A few slips and mistimed moves, but generally a pretty encouraging start. If the O-line can protect Dalton, we're going to score some points for sure. We've got a lot of <laughs> weapons. If they can click... We might just be a surprise package this season. Can't argue with that. Good one. The Cincinnati Kid at Da Cincinnati Kid. I think Mixon is going to be a top five to seven running back this year. Before you answer, Nathan, the next one is <laughs> Benjamin Newham. I've got to take a breath. At Benjamin Newham. Defensively looks sleepy against the run. Dalton not getting as much time in the pocket as I'd like, but more than last season. Mixon looks sharp and focused. Nice to see him catching would love it if we could pick up a veteran safety, maybe Earl Thomas, B plus overall. Mixon, Nathan, now. So Mixon, like obviously that is a massive catch. 
dukes the geezer, spins the geezer, goes in. Well played. That's great. Like, that's great. And I like the fact that, it's, you know, it's an interesting play design to get him involved. You know, little five-yard curl route, give him the ball. Like that, obviously he's talented. But my worry with him sometimes, he goes down a bit easy at the line of scrimmage. And he had three carries in that game that went for nine yards. Two of them, he got less than a yard. He got about one, one and a half yards. The other one was about five. I, you just got to see more from him. I mean, I I just think last season he it averaged... It is the first game. Of course, of course. But look at everyone getting all excited, saying he's going to be a top five running back. I mean, that's mad talk. Well, You've got to see more than that from your running back. First oh, year, three and a half yards I, of carry. That's why I'm not going nuts about this win And then he Chicago, runs for nine yards in a pre-season game. I mean, I, we've got that coming in. I think, I, mean? <laughs> I, think, I think Benjamin's point, it was B plus overall, is a very good I, one. I agree with that, yes. Because I, I, I saw improvement in the line... But not that much, and then no, of course in the second half the same thing usually that usually happens with the Bengals. Good first half, then nothing much. And again, I know it was a second team, third team, and mm, etc. Yeah, but yeah. Billy Price didn't like cock up a snap, which is no. great. Um, there was some good pass protection. Dalton looked to be throwing the ball pretty sharp. Yeah, he pretty looked quite flat and trajectory seemed a little bit. Yeah. He seemed quite in gear, didn't he? He yeah, did yeah, look yeah. very sharp, I thought. Um, I thought, I tell you, I thought Bernard looked really good. You are, you know, we all love Gio. I, I don't think, but I think he's so much, so underrated. He's like the way he stays up. He took a few shots, the geezer, and he stayed up. Oh, he does that every Do you know year. what I mean? Like he's tougher than people think. Absolutely. He really does run hard for a small guy. Well, I say small, but like yeah. for his height. Yeah. You know, you, he certainly, he's not like a scat back, takes one shot and he's yeah. out. Like, no, I agree. Means. I agree. And I like I liked what the receivers were doing. I liked uh, Ross and Malone, and uh, especially on that second touchdown drive, the pass to Tate, that little kind of cheeky quick slant. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, and Ross made a few plays during that drive. Dalton looked sharp. I thought it was a really good drive. Yeah, it yeah. really clicked, and it was. It I'm was excited really for nice. the Dallas game to see if they can build on that. Well, it, yeah, again, Dallas will be a better side than, yeah, yeah. than Chicago, and you know that's a way there'll be more sort of first teamers playing in that uh, in that uh, game. Um, Probably give them what a quarter and a half the starters. Yeah, I don't, I don't, what is it? I can't remember. Maybe a quarter, and then and then it's more the third game. Game three, the like they go normally just after half yeah. time, don't they? So sometimes. this game against. Uh, it, Dallas in Dallas is um, what is it at midnight, at midnight Saturday on night. Saturday. Yeah. So there's a potential to stay up and watch that, which is great. And then the following week, the nine there's a nine o'clock Saturday game, no nine o'clock Sunday game against Buffalo. Mm. So it'll just be like back to normal Sunday night action again, wouldn't it? That'd be fantastic. Um, the person that I kind of quite enjoyed watching was Darius Phillips, the rookie cornerback in kick, kick return. He caught my eye a little bit. I know that. You know, if you've been listening to Paul and Jim's podcasts, um, they were saying that the secondary or the, the, the those two rookie guys uh, looked all at sea during training camp. Whereas I, I, I thought, and certainly kickoffs, he looks as though he's got something about him, Darius Phillips. So, so overall, I think it was a good, very good. I'd agree with that. Know, blee part, uh, blee. blee. Yes. I agree with that B plus grade for sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the first team looked pretty. Sharp. I mean, they did also give up a very long run. Yeah, true, true. Uh, which has always been, again, against the kind of seconds. But it kind of like, yeah, well, we've seen that before. So uh, it's the first game. They've got to ease themselves into it. Geno um, Atkins, yeah, sack. That was a nice thing to see. Yeah, I mean, just a one arm like toss the geezer to the ground, and then just didn't even take the QB. Well, down. Trubisky just... came out of that game with six yards. I know. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he played a couple of series. So I'm quite happy with that. Absolutely. So yes, um, good win. There was some good and there's some bad, but mostly good, I'd say, during that. Oh, definitely. Game. Yeah, it's just so good to have football back. I know oh, that sounds oh, yeah. madly cliche. Oh, it's so great to have football yeah. back. Yeah, but it is. I do find it difficult to get super excited about preseason games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you're right. It's just like, it, but it's a nice way to ease back into um, the whole kind of. Oh, football, let's have a bit of it. Let's get uh, going. And we've got some breaking news as well, talking about football. Um, um, the the game at Tottenham Hotspur's white, new White Hart Lane ground uh, has been switched to Wembley. The NFL game? Yeah. I thought it was just the two Premier League games. No. Oh, really? No, uh, no it's the NFL game as well. Oh, that's crazy. 
which is, I don't know, a bit of an indictment on the organisational skills of Tottenham and a bit of the NFL UK, I guess. But Look at you taking a shot at NFL UK. Any chance I get. Mate. Any chance you get. Um, Passive aggression on but, this podcast. <laughs> but also, ultimately, it's probably going to be good for fans because... 30,000 extra people are going to be able to get to go to to yeah, like a team a, to watch good. a team like the Seahawks and the and the Raiders. The games this year are good as well. I mean that game really especially good. I think that's a that's going to be a cracker. Gruden Lynch against his old team. Yeah, it's a good shout as well. Um, the Seahawks though look a bit dodgy now, don't they? My mates my mates a Seahawks fan and he's tearing his hair out. Yeah, they've lost so much. And they don't seem to have Place. No, that's what right. I mean. They've had, they've lost so much, and they've um, they even lost someone like Paul Richardson, didn't they, on offense as well? Yeah, he like, looked that was good. Bit, last yeah, that's year. what I mean. Yeah. They're literally relying, if you ask me, Russell pretty Wilson. much on Wilson, just well, to be an animal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, he is an animal, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, speaking of animals, um, <laughs> let's bring in a spe- very special guest. Well, here we go then. This episode's very special guest was born in North Charleston. Played for the University of Florida, was drafted by the Bengals in 2010, and now in his eighth season, he is the team's all-time sack leader. He is two-time AFC North champion, two-time Pro Bowler. He is employee 96. He is direct from the Queen City and fresh out of practice. Defensive end, Carlos Dunlap. Carlos, are you there? Well, we're delighted that you could join us, especially so soon after after practice. Um, and Carlos, you've been to London before. Uh, I think I actually met you yeah. during the whole big fan event before the Wembley game. What did you make of yeah. your time here in London and the game experience at Wembley itself? I love London. Uh, obviously, Wembley is, is one of the most you know historic stadiums there. And it was an honor to be able to play, you know, American football game in it, um, knowing its history and all of the other games and the players who played in there playing football. And, um, I mean, we just couldn't quite believe that our team was in, in London, do you know what I mean? It was quite a surreal but yeah. fantastic experience, you know? That was, that was another thing I noticed, man. I seen, I seen we had a strong fan base out there, man. I, I didn't know what to expect, you know, it was my first time going to London and and it was very welcoming. We had uh, a lot of NFL fans there, and as well as Bengals fans. Um, absolutely, we loved having you here. Hopefully, you'll get to come back at some stage. Now, the team got off to a great start last week, and your group, the defensive line, looks especially good this year. I mean, you have you, Gino, uh, Mike Johnson, Ryan Glasgow, Andrew Billings, Jordan Willis, Sam Hubbard, and Carl Lawson roaming about that line. Is this the deepest group in all your time there in Cincinnati? Do you think? Yeah, def- most definitely. This, this, we have a lot of young guys, you know, who are ready to play. Uh, you know, Carl came in last year, ready to rest. A lot of guys contributed in different um, forms of fashion last year, unlike uh, years previously. You know, um, and look forward to you know those guys being a year too. And is the continue to build on that? And is the feeling pretty good? You're all feeling pretty positive about bouncing back and maybe getting to those say 2015 levels of of play. Absolutely, you know, um, you know, we got a couple of new faces in here, so so you know, we're learning a new defense. There's a new spark, and you know, everybody's catching and riding that wave, and we we plan on you know building on the things that the good things that we have done. But you know, doing things a little di- a little bit differently because you know TA has been very effective with the defenses that he's coached previous to here, and you know we want to you know combine the both the good of the both and make one great defense. Now, Carlos, obviously you're a big fan favorite both in the US and in the UK. Um, we hey, know you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> now you got a lot of fans over here now. We obviously know, looking at the you know the financial side of things, that you're coming to the last year of your contract. Now, all of us in the UK, especially, want you to stay in Cincinnati. And I know you've come out and said that you know you really want to finish your career there, and that's where you want to be. We just want to know: is there any progress? Do you think that you know? Is there any movement on you getting back to Cincy? Yeah, slowly but surely. Um, you know, the team has expressed that they're very motivated to get a deal as well, and you know, it's just working it out. You know, the best deal for for both sides that's just part of the business 
So I just, you know, that's why I have my agent and have him handling that right now so I can just focus on football. Is that is that a distraction? I mean, is, is it? it's a weird thing. I guess we, us fans don't really think about that side of things. But, you know, you've got a new defensive coordinator. You've got, as I say, a new scheme to learn. And then you've got the contract yeah. stuff sort of bubbling away in the background. Is that is that is it kind of obviously you're a professional? You've been through this before with your past contract, but is it? I mean, is it the kind of like is it quite strange to a situation? Yeah, it is, it is something that could definitely you know take a toll on you if you let it. Right. Um, but like like I said, I you know now that we're in camp, um, you know I, I I told my agent like let me know when we're making progress. Right. But, you know day to day we don't need to. You know, talk about it because right now I'm focused on football, and like you said, I'm learning a new defense. So you know, that's been my focus. Now I I do have an idea, Carlos. I hope you don't mind. Um, my idea is to get Drew Rosenhaus, Mr. Brown, in your kitchen, fly your mom Diane up, get her to cook one of her legendary meals, and they can all sort <laughs> it round, sort it out round a dinner table. How does that sound? I, I don't think Mr. Brown likes the spices that my mom would put in, 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 her, in her meals, but I like I like the way you're thinking, though. I mean, I like the way you. I did want to ask you about your food uh, because you fill your Instagram feed with some amazing soul food, and makes me sort of kind of salivate every time I look at your Instagram feed. And your oh, yeah. and your mom is an amazing cook. I want a Dunlap family cookery show. Please tell me there's something in the pipeline. <laughs> I, I don't know if my mom got enough recipes to, to do a whole show, but I think she could put together, you know, a, a mini book um, of some Southern recipes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I, think, I think it might be pretty cool too. So if me and Nathan were going to come over to the Dunlap household, thanks for the invitation, by the way, um... We, what would you cook to British guys? What would be like your staple soul food meal? Um, shrimp and grits. Okay, or, sounds good. Or, or the southern rice. The my mom, southern red rice. Wow. They have sausage, ground beef, um, jalapenos, and they have all that in it. Wow, we'll, we'll be over as soon as we book those tickets, I think, definitely. Carlos, we saw you did a lot of traveling in the off-season. I saw you on a few boats and having a good time. Where did you travel to this off-season? How was that? Um, usually, I, since we played in London, I've been making it to London every year. This year, unfortunately, I didn't make it. Um, but I, I did go to a lot of other places. Um, probably the most notable one this year was, you know, Germany, yeah, Italy, and Croatia. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah, I happened to be in Croatia during the World Cup, actually. Oh, it was wow. pretty dope. Yeah. Because you're a soccer fan as well, aren't you, Carlos? I know you quite like the soccer over there. Yeah, I used to play soccer. I can't say that, I've, that, that I'm the biggest fan because, you know, I don't follow it all season long. But, you know, I like to keep track of the scores and see, who, you know, which countries are representing in the World Cup and, you know, in, in the big cups and um, try to go about it that way but we typically play games around the same time so it's kind of hard to sure. you know I mean but I definitely I definitely love going to soccer games and you've got FC Cincinnati there in Cincinnati that's like MLS yeah, next to you absolutely right? yeah, they, they just joined the MLS too man it's yeah. awesome now we're going to wrap this up real quick Carlos thanks so much for the time um um, I just wanted to mention your foundation real quick because you you are a man of the world, as Nathan mentioned. You go travelling, uh, you fill your Instagram feed with food. You like the world, you know. What I mean, you like to help people and to experience things. You're not locked away in this ivory tower like some players are. Do you know what I mean? Um, how, yeah. how important is that foundation to you? Because I know that you and Mike Johnson do like amazing things in the community what what's what's happening with your foundation at the moment uh I mean, yesterday we just had a you know a sunday fun day back to school event for the kids um in the middle of the city it was just like uh kind of like london square um down there you know where all those restaurants are and then kind of uh piccadilly circus there you go i think that's called piccadilly circus <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i like yeah, it I, I took the train there. <laughs> okay, right. <You> <laughs> yeah, what, what do you guys call the train? The, the, uh, the tube, the underground. The tube, there, there you go, the tube, go. yeah. <laughs> I took the tube, yeah. 
Carlos, the last thing we've got for you really quickly, we, whenever we have a guest on from the US, we just like to have a, fun, a bit of fun with them. Um, we had Kevin Huber on and we had Ken Anderson on and we asked them what was their favorite beer because we do like a beer in the UK. Now, Kevin Huber gave us the answer. He said there was a lot of good craft breweries in Cincinnati and he'd been having some good pale ales and IPAs. Ken Anderson played it safe and he went with Coors Light. Are you a beer drinker, Carlos? And if so, what's your favorite beer of choice? I'm a tequila guy, man. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> that, wow. You're hardcore, Carlos, man. The last question we've yeah, got for I you, mean, man. We, we, the last I mean, one we've got for you is we always ask everyone that comes on to give us a Bengals season prediction. Ken Anderson gave us an optimistic 12-4, and 4, which we all, all hope comes in. Kevin went for 10-6. and 6. What's Carlos Dunlap saying for the 2018 Bengals? Whatever it takes to be AFC champions. Yeah, that's right. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. We'll take that, definitely. Carl- hey. Carlos, man, listen, thank you so much for the time. We we know that you've just literally come from practice. So, again, we can't thank you enough. And thanks for being so great with the fans and really open. Uh, and ke- have a fantastic season. When Obviously, we're keeping our fingers crossed that you can hang around Cincinnati for a good couple of years yet. But, Carlos, thanks so much. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys, and thanks for the hospitality always. No, I appreciate it, Carlos. The fans in the UK really appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. Who day? Who day? Who day? Well, there we go. Carlos Dunlap in our sewing room. I'm not not physically and literally, but he, he <laughs> kind of was. You know, that was amazing. And uh, we can't thank him enough for spending the time with us. I, I was going to chirp my catchphrase then but I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> you didn't say it this week. I didn't. I didn't. But it what's, goes that, what's Carlos going to think about that? You've literally said that to every guest. We could chat to you all day, but you can't chat to Carlos Dunlap. No, because, I, I mean, if he's drinking, getting the tequilas out, I think I'm not going to last oh, a day mate. with him. That's a good answer to that question. To I mean, that's, that is that is out of left field, isn't it? That was really good fun. Yeah, what a great guy. And obviously, we do Did hope... You, what a great geezer as well. Yeah, I mean, we do hope that he, he him and <laughs> Mickey B can get things sorted really it's awesome isn't it I mean I know this is me sort of talking almost just to you like not to the podcast but it's just incredible to have someone like that come on our podcast mm. I mean when we were down the pub one day and we were like you know we should do a bit of a podcast about the Bengals if you'd said to me 16 episodes in we got Dunlap on there it's unbelievable isn't it yeah, it is unbelievable. But, you know, it's Bengals UK. How could they refuse, quite frankly? <laughs> they, they obviously listened. They, to... they were begging us for it. I mean, we didn't no, even have to ask. <laughs> we had to fit them into our busy schedules, didn't, didn't we? <laughs> but Carlos Dunlap, he's raring to go. We're raring to go. Uh, but we've still got a bit of the podcast left. And um, Everyone's tuning out after that. Everyone's tuning enough. out. It's the, you know, the big guest is gone. Uh, but there is the competition. Well, everyone's I, back. Everyone's, everyone's just come back. back in the room. They've just come back. Um, so, yeah, it's our first ever competition, which is both terrifying and exciting at the same time. Um, and what it is, a couple of weeks ago, we saw that the new Madden, what is it, Madden 19, is it, um, has a certain player from a certain team on <laughs> the front cover this year. And frankly, we're not having it. We are not having it. So We're not having it. We managed to get a hold of uh, a copy of Madden 19 for either the PS4 or the Xbox One. Um, it's off the back of a lorry. It is. Nathan's gone into full Del Boy mode <laughs> and managed to kind of. It's actually, it's actually a copy of Horace. Off Dagler Market. Yeah, it's actually a copy of Horace Goes Skiing from 1984. Um, but no, we do have a copy uh, for one lucky winner. And what we're going to ask you guys to do is to create your own Bengals-themed Madden 19 cover. Now, what that means, really, is we want you to send in a photograph of you in some sort of Bengals gear, or it could, you know, the funnier, the more creative, the better, but it's got to be, think along the lines of a Madden 19 Bengals cover, okay? Uh, now, uh, all we're asking you to do is, it doesn't ha- you don't have to be like a Photoshop whiz or anything like that. You don't have to do anything with the logo or anything like that. You just have to send us a photograph of you in whatever costume you choose. It could 
Make it funny. You've got to be funny in it. Yeah, it's got to be funny. It's got to be creative. It's got to be Bengals team. It could be you. It could be you and a bunch of mates. It could be you and your wife. Not like that. Um, <laughs> well, it could be like that. Well, it, no, it can't be like that, honestly. Um, as long as it's ta- a bit tasteful. like A bit. Yeah, it could be art, Paul. Have it you could, heard about this modern no. art? Well, yeah, I do, yeah. Um, Anyway, so um, you've got until uh, August the 28th, and how you send us those photographs, uh, you can tweet us at whoday underscore UK and hashtag it Bengals UK competition, or you can just send a, just stick a photograph on our Facebook wall at Bengals UK on, yeah. on the Facebook. You've got the, till the 28th of August. The full T's and C's will be on our blog, and we'll post up a link tomorrow for that um or you can at us and on uh, whatsapp and send it to paul directly no you at, really can't at sexy paul at sex big sexy paul at <laughs> i can't even get that out no <laughs> so yeah um that hopefully as i say what you will get actually is a copy of madden 19 but with your own personalized madden 19 cover so we'll photoshop the logo will send you your own copy of Madden 19 with your Bengals cover on it. So that's our competition. Again, uh, tweet us your photographs at whoday underscore UK, hashtag it Bengals UK competition. And I must say that this is only uh, for UK residents only. Yeah. If you could give it a couple of retweets or a few likes, just get it, get the word out there. We'd really appreciate it. So that's our competition. How exciting. Um, and How we, exciting. And we're going to finish the episode off as per usual with some questions. Uh, Jamie at Trequard Beaster. I think I got that almost that's right. right. Yeah, that was all right. Seven out of ten. Uh, Matt Barkley looked iffy in the first preseason game. And while Driscoll looked okay, he's had a bad camp. Any thoughts towards trading for a Bridgewater RG3 to back up Andy? I would love. Bridgewater, but we ain't going to. He played well the other day, didn't he? I don't think he's on the. I don't. I actually think he's going to be starter for the Jets come season. What I think Mm. he's got a really good chance if he. And also, if he's not, the Jets aren't going to give him up as their backup. No, I mean they're going to want like a second or you know we're not going to go for that. So yeah, I'd love him, but I think there could be someone else though. I do think if there's a decent first string geezer out there with experience, they wouldn't. uh, You know, I think they've put themselves in a bad position with Matt Barkley. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Duncan Price at Dastardly Duncan. Hello, Duncan. Dastardly Duncan. Which of these has the highest total this year? Are you, are you listening? Yeah, Nathan? listening. I love these. Fumbles by Mixon. Ooh. Sacks by Hubbard. Touchdowns by Tate. Auden, not Brandon. Total interceptions by all cornerbacks. Total wins by over 10 points. So which of those gets the highest? That's an interesting one. Fumbles by Mixon, I reckon. Fumbles by Mixon, I reckon you're talking one or two realistically, maybe yeah. three if it's a bad season. Sacks by Hubbard, I he's reckon. He's going to be in rotation. So. He's going to get free max, any the geezer. Touchdowns all the Tate. Again, I don't see him on the three. No. It's got to be total interception by cornerbacks. I mean, you, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Josie from elsewhere. Drake Kirkpatrick on his own could have three. And then you've got. Jackson and things. That's that's looking like yeah. seven or eight, I'd say. I agree. We, I think it's got to be the cornerbacks. I, I think we might win a couple of games by ten, but yeah. I'm going to go cornerbacks. Me too. Um, it was interesting, Duncan. I was just, you know, being contrary. Um, contrary. Yes, I was. Um, Chris Hood <laughs> at Who Day CP. Hello, Chris. The Browns have better odds of winning the Super Bowl than the Bengals, but Bengals fans are generally positive going into the season. What are the bookies seeing we're not, or what are we seeing that they're missing? Either way, I guess it's better to be under the radar. I think basically the Browns have just got an absolute shed load of first round picks. That's what they're seeing. Mm. And they, they're obviously thinking that this year has to be the year that all that talent comes together in Cleveland. So I, I think that's what they're seeing. Whether it happens, I mean, who knows? I mean, it takes a, a lot for the team to gel, doesn't it? Um, be interesting to see what Todd Haley does with that offense. Yeah. Now they've got a semi-reliable quarterback. I think they're going to be better. They're, I mean, the Browns have made some big free agent signings. I mean, Jarvis Landry obviously is a huge one. I mean, it's looking like this week that Des Bryant could be on the 
the radar there. To be honest with you, as Bengals fans, I mean, you're always so involved with the team. You always naturally have a bit of a sort of bias and a bit of positivity towards them. I mean, looking at the odds, I had a quick look at the odds before we came on, and they're both both of them at the moment are looking about 80 to 1. The thing with the Bengals you've got to be realistic about is we're a team that barely won seven games last year. By the skin of our teeth, we won yeah. seven. We were, you know, two games ago, we'd won five and we looked pretty damn awful. And if you really look at it, we're not that much better on paper than we were last year. I mean, you can argue that the line's better, but only by unproven players that we hope will be better. So I think to say, okay, you know, we haven't really changed a lot. We've plugged in a few new people. We've lost a few people, you know, but we're going to go and win the Super Bowl off it. You know, the Browns obviously were dreadful. They've added players. I can see where they're coming from. I also don't think there's going to be many people that aren't Bengals fans sitting there saying, you know, I'm going to bet on the Bengals, hence the long odds. No, no. So but, I, but I, as, I as Chris says, it's, it's kind of quite nice to fly under the radar. But I would, I'm going to get a full Kevin Keegan here and say I would absolutely <laughs> love it if we could ram, you know, ram down the throats of those naysayers, and there are plenty of them, uh, you know, a, a winning record and then a, a decent deep run into the play. I would absolutely yeah, it would love be unreal. it. I mean, I think Scott, so sweet. Scott Gibbs 10 to 1, and that's still there if anyone wants to put it on. 10 to 1 on the Bengals to win the AFC North. That's I think not a that, bad show. I think they're better than the Browns and I think they're better than the Ravens. And then it's just a case of can you take out Pittsburgh? But I think 10 to 1 represents really yeah. good value on that. Peter Dadswell at Dadders. Hello, Pete. Um, what is the most unpredictable storyline this season? Bengals winning double-digit games and getting to the playoffs or future pro bowler, <laughs> cornerback, William Jackson's love for his pet pig? I, I saw- tell you what, we've had some questions tonight, <laughs> haven't we? I saw this earlier on when I was doing a bit of my own work and I was like, well, what am I supposed to look at? William Jackson pig into Google. <laughs> yeah, if you if you kind of if you put like if you put into Google pet pig love, you don't know what's gonna come no, up. I, know. I mean, who knows pig? I mean that's a daft question, let's face it. Um <laughs> It's a good question. It is. Has he got a pet pig then? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't even know. Obviously, he has because I trust Pete on these on these things. Pig, Joe, pigs are cleverer than dogs. Like they are not notoriously cleverer than dogs. Nathan Palmer, there, the new David Attenborough. <laughs> um, right, no, they are. Don't we fucking I don't eat care. Them. I don't, Do you know I don't, what I mean? We eat them. I don't. Well, no, neither do I. But like people <laughs> do, don't they? Uh, at Flix King, uh, hello Flixy, are uh, uh, Mixon and Bernard <laughs> too similar in skill sets? It's a good question. Stroke styles to provide a diver- diverse backfield. See, I've never been this kind of, you've got to have a real banger and a kind of a more agile running back. I think both sets can I tell you what I think it's worse if you don't have an agile running back yeah I mean for me they're like very similar but like just about different enough I mean you've got Mixon's about six foot just a tad over six foot Geo's about five seven Mixon's about four or five kilos heavier Mm. so he's bigger but then Geo's a bit quicker. So you've still got a little bit of difference. And I yeah. agree with you. I don't know if it, you necessarily always need. I mean, like you said, you don't necessarily want two speedsters who can't take shots out the middle. And you don't necessarily want two, like Marshall and Lynch, you just take it out the middle all the time, take it with not really any pace. But I think there's enough there. And I don't think either one of them, they're quite well rounded. Neither one of them is a pure speedster or a pure, no. like, LeGarrette Blunt type back. No, so that's right. I think they're both sort of jack of all trades quite fast quite nimble quite strong yeah. I think we're okay and you have got Mark Walton if you but do but who's also quite similar to those guys as yeah, well yeah he is true yeah yeah but you've got Brian Hill maybe he yeah. can do it's a goal a, a, it's know. a very good question actually it is. I, I thought it was a good question we'll see how it shakes out uh, Ben Winter. this is going to be the final question uh, with the way our receiving core is starting to take shape if we are looking like we are going to have a losing season and AJ Green is having another difficult season, would you look to trade him for a first or second round pick in the 2019 draft? It's like a baseball question, isn't it, where you just trade off all your players at the uh, trade deadline. Now, Ben got ben sent that via Facebook, and he got a little bit of stick for that. Did he? Uh, but I can kind of understand where he's coming from. AJ coming perhaps to the... Not to the end of his career, because I, I believe he's got another three, four years left in at him, least. for sure. Yeah. Um, but he is, you know, that trade value is just starting to come down. And, and teams do play the game quite aggressively. I mean, that would be... 
you get more than a first or second for him, I would have thought. I reckon you I get know. at least a first and a third up together. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Is he saying a first? Oh, yeah, first or second. I no, think you, you get... get a first and a third or a first and a second. You oh, get yeah. a hell of a lot for him. Yeah, you'd have to make sure that they were. it was yeah. a blockbuster deal. I, I mean, it's, I, I know where he's going with it. I mean, the only way you would do it is if you're in a situation where you cleaned house... Yeah. You got rid of Dalton. You got and if he came to you and said, "Look, do you know what? I want to win the trophy." So, here. for instance, like, if we for, for whatever like reason, Palmer situation yeah. almost. If, if if we went say three and thirteen or yeah. four and twelve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin's not going to last the you know the season. No. You get a new coach in, and you as you say, you just Dalton's blow the whole gone. thing up. Dalton's you want a whole new regime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even then, I don't think you get even then he's consistent actually. number one wide receiver. Why would you get rid of that? Like he's a perennial pro because you could go out and draft a number one pick like a Billy Price or someone like that. Yeah. And you just don't know. Do you know what I mean? Or you get a Cedric here and you've gone and traded yeah. consistent, you know, pro bowl wide receiver for a risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's a good question, Ben, but I think I think we're both uh, saying that absolutely not. What a lot of good questions this week and feedback. Like, I absolutely I love that this week. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yes, and thank you very much for listening. We're going to leave it there. We've got lots more fun to come. We've got some fantastic guests lined up. We've had a really fantastic one in this episode. So thanks again to Carlos Dunlap. Do follow us on Twitter at Huday underscore UK or Bengals UK on Facebook. Remember that competition... The closing date is the 28th of August. Me and Nathan are going to pick the winner. So tweet your photographs, uh, your your Bengals-themed Madden 19 covers to us. Try and make them in a portrait kind of format rather than a, uh, a landscape so we can, it'll fit nicely onto a cover. Um, but until then, uh, we're going to finish off, actually. Um, uh Jim Ozarski from the Cincinnati Enquirer announced this week he was moving back up to Milwaukee to cover the Packers. He's been with the Enquirer for about, what, three years now, three, four years? And him and Paul Dana Jr., I think everyone will agree, has formed quite an amazing team with their kind of post-season wrap, post-game wrap-ups, I should say. Uh, their, their kind of interviews in the locker room, their podcasts, their videos... And their general interaction with fans. And indeed, Jim came on the show earlier on this year and was just like a really nice guy. And he's been fully supportive of Bengals UK. So we just want to take a little bit of time to say thanks uh, to Jim for all his help and encouragement and all his fantastic work for the Inquirer. So, Jim, thanks very much and good luck back back up north, back in the homelands. Uh, we're going to play you out with his favourite band. So this is the... Wu-Tang Clan, and we'll see you, well, for episode 17 next week. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.